Hi everyone and welcome to the PhD to B podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things graduate school. I'm Dallas and I'm here with my co-host Natalie. Hey everyone. Hi, hi. So today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about shooting your shot in grad school. I think this is going to be a pretty fun episode, so stick around. So today we are going to be talking about shooting your shot in graduate school. Um, Natalie, do you want to explain shooting your shot? Before we explain shooting your shot, do you want to tell the listeners about your little Austin situation? Yes. Oh, yeah. So I have a funny story. Um, So my family, my mom, my dad, and my brother went on a road trip and they were listening to our podcast in the car and Austin just a refresher who has down syndrome okay and no filter says I get a text message from him and it says hey Didi your podcast sucks and I was like wow okay that is so rude he said our podcast is way too girly and that we need to talk about baseball which is very random and also funny because i don't think he watches baseball that boy could tell you everything about football he could name every player on the saints football team but i don't know if he knows anything about baseball that's so funny um and then he proceeded to tell me that i was grounded for two weeks no podcasting and no friends for two weeks and i said i'm gonna tell natalie and she's not gonna like that and I forgot to mention before, my brother has a huge crush on Natalie, <laughs> who is married, by the way, if you didn't know. Um, so I threatened to tell his girlfriend, Natalie, that he said he did not like the podcast. And he said, don't tell Natalie. Don't tell Natalie. <laughs> and, um, but regardless, I'm still grounded. Um, this, this grounding apparently happened on Friday. I've he officially grounded me for two weeks so i'm almost one week down of being grounded and i only have like another week to go even though you like came over that sunday and like had movie night with us he also texted asking for us as in like in the family group chat like the whole family to keep him updated on the saints game on sunday while they were out of town and i said austin am i allowed to watch the saints game if i'm grounded and he said yes. So I was allowed to watch the Saints game, but I was not I'm not allowed to podcast or hang out with my friends. All of which I'm doing. And what he doesn't know won't hurt him. Yeah. So it's all good. But I thought that was so funny. It he is said funny. our podcast sucks. I mean, you know, it's not for everybody, I no, suppose. But it's not. um apparently he didn't like something I said about our parents, but he didn't really say what yeah although i've not said anything bad so i'm no. not i'm not really sure what he was upset about <laughs> like i'm still not i'm still not totally sure things are very unclear it's very unclear but that's austin yeah yeah well i hope you all don't think our podcast sucks i don't think our listeners think our podcast sucks i think my brother is just goofy <laughs> he is goofy and he just needed to be the boss you know sometimes you just got to <gasps> maybe that's a good transition into today's topic 
maybe i don't know we'll try it okay see so i came up with this idea not to like i came up with it but i natalie comes up with most of the ideas for the podcast (laughs) tbh and our and and kayla honestly shout out kayla (laughs) shout out to kayla kayla's great um only reason why i bring that up like why i made it kind of reminds me of like in the bible when um who is it the one that always says well he ran faster than the other disciple do you remember oh man oh my god no. i can't remember i being a bad christian right i don't now, have I don't a good remember. memory when it comes to anything um <laughs> but anyway anyway okay long story short um so i came up with this idea because this is something that i talk about a lot i bring this up a lot and so I wanted to kind of give a little bit of like, where did shoot your shot come from? Just because I'm such a nerd when it comes to those things. But basically, if you've heard the phrase shoot your shot, a lot of the times is associated with like, you see like a cute guy or a cute girl and you're like, oh man, like I'm just gonna shoot my shot. Like I'm just gonna go for it and like, you know, hit on them or, you know, start talking to them or whatever. We are not talking about dating. That's not what we're talking about. But that's like what normally people think. Yeah, like, shoot yeah, your yeah. shot. Like, for you know, sure. whatever. We're talking more about like just going for things, specifically in the grad program. And so um, this is something that I recently like, I don't want to say recently, we're in about to be in October, actually the beginning of the year where um, I've told y'all before, if you uh, remember that this year for me has been a year where I'm just being trying to be courageous and like, taking more shots right and Mm -hmm. like doing more things just to say you know what like i'm tired of talking myself out of these things like i'm just gonna go for it and so i've been telling my friends like every time they say oh there's this opportunity that i'm like interested in and blah blah blah, shoot your shot just go for it right like submit the proposal or, or whatever the situation is and so um i think this will be an episode that hopefully is like a like a confidence booster like a courage mm-hmm. booster because i think sometimes we just need to shoot our shot yeah 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 i mean like that's just it so you never know if you don't try it reminds me of the um it reminds me of that michael scott like the office like quote where he quotes wayne gretzky and it says you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take and he says it's michael scott but it's actually wayne gretzky I mean you know and like that's just how it is and I think you know I was was talking to my counselor about this the other day and I was like you know I feel like there's just always so many opportunities just out there for grad students that like why not pick up one of those and just go for it right and and but as I've been thinking about this topic because I was initially going to talk about we were going to do this episode like two months ago Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to do it alone, but then I was like, no, like I want Dallas here. And um, obviously I don't want to just sit there and talk. Um, but as I've been thinking about it, I'm like, you know, I think a lot of the times like why graduate students don't shoot their shot is for two reasons. One, time. And the other one is imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about imposter syndrome because that's probably the I would argue that would be the biggest one. I mean, time, I get it. But like imposter syndrome, it's like we talk ourselves out of doing the thing before like even trying to do the thing, right? Like we're yeah. like self, self-rejecting self yeah, ourselves. Just like doubting ourselves, doubting our abilities, doubting our own creativity or um, worthiness. Which is funny because like a lot of, at least in our discipline, 
um, you know, we're supposed to publish, we're supposed to go to conferences, we're supposed to do all of these things, and we know that we have to do those things in order to get jobs, but then somehow, well, not somehow, clearly imposter syndrome gets in the way of us actually, like, going for those things, and that's really frustrating. I think for me, when I feel imposter syndrome, it's when I see other grad students who seem so brilliant and I don't feel like I'm that brilliant and maybe that sounds horrible of me to say about myself but I think we don't maybe sometimes we just kind of second guess our own potential and our Mm -hmm. own level of like like we are smart but I never feel like I'm the smartest person in the room yeah and I don't know if that's just like I'm sure that's partially insecurity, but I'm sure that's also partially um, just kind of who I am as a person. I never want to be like, I don't know. I never think, I never think that highly of myself for some reason. And yeah. I, I associate that with being kind of like snooty. And, yes. And I think part of it's personality, but then part of it too is like a lot of academia when you're in coursework and stuff, for example, some people are very like, performative in the way they present themselves as acting like they know everything that like that there is to know about anything ever and when you don't feel that confident or when you're not Mm -hmm. when you see somebody who is acting that confident Mm -hmm. and you're like dude i didn't understand a thing from that reading Mm -hmm. or like or like i'm just like i ain't got time to sit there and read like 500 pages and it seems like this person read like novel and you're like bro i read maybe 200 pages yeah and then you feel like you're not as knowledgeable to be able to say something in class that's worth saying i feel like that's where it starts to like at least for me i feel like that's where it stems yeah and then it just kind of goes from there because then if there's like an opportunity to apply for something like um apply for you know um this award for an essay contest or something i'm just making something up and you know that there's going to be upper level graduate students who are going to apply and you're like well i don't stand a chance against them and then it kind of just spirals from there i feel like at least with me that seems where it stems from for me this idea of imposter syndrome but like at the end of the day nobody knows anything about anything (laughs) that's a great way yeah like honestly like the people who are coming off to be like they know so much about everything they probably don't yeah yeah and like or they maybe are just kind of like fake it till you make it kind of thing yeah and i kind of hate that we feel like we have to act like that yeah because i just think like why do we have to pretend like we're so much smarter than everybody else like there's right well but you know i could tell you why and i think it just boils back to what you were saying i think the way that academia is structured and the way that the job market is structured like um giving y'all a sneak peek of me and natalie's article yeah but basically like it's the fact that the institution is built in this way that we just feel like we have to show off we feel Mm -hmm. like we gotta do all these things we feel like we gotta be performative we gotta impress our professors because we think somehow that they have some sort of power i mean they do we're not we're not gonna deny that but it's really just what's ingrained in the structures to be competitive and to just kind of like mm-hmm. make students um think that they have to be a certain way and a, a certain highbrow professor and so we all get caught up in that right mm-hmm. we get caught up in the machinery of the institution and then that spirals 
to the point where we see an opportunity that we are interested in doing, but the imposter syndrome comes in and we start thinking, well, they're not, they're, they're not going to accept me anyway. Like why even like mm-hmm. try? Like mm-hmm. I don't have anything, blah, blah, blah. You're talking yourself. Let the experts, quote unquote experts, the people who are in charge, let them tell you that you, they don't want you. Don't yeah. do it yourself. But yeah. again, that's where all this is Easier from. said than done. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting. We were actually talking about this the other day in Dr. McCormick's class and she was talking about how she was like, you know, I think about imposter syndrome a lot. And she was like, you know what I think about? I don't remember if she said she just like has recently come to this revelation or if there was somebody who kind of brought this up and it kind of inspired her thinking. But she was like, imposter syndrome isn't necessarily something that I've created of myself. Like I don't create Mm -hmm. the imposter syndrome. She's like, imposter syndrome is the result of being in a place that is refusing to accept who I am. Exactly. And like, of course she was like, because this is critical race and ethnic studies. Mm-hmm. So of course it was kind of all connecting back mm-hmm. to race, ethnicity, yeah, yeah. you know, gender, all of these things, mm-hmm. sexual orientation, mm-hmm. all of these things, mm-hmm. right? Where all of these things kind of intersect. And so like, if you're actively working in a system that is not meant for you, which like Natalie's... Um, female natalie is mexican-american right and i'm not saying that the university doesn't value her but but statistically like she's in an institution right where she is not going to be as valued as a white man and that's just a fact that's just how it is so it's like when you're in a system when you're in an institution that is actively working against you as a person and who you are to your core and your Mm -hmm. identity right that's why we have imposter syndrome and i'm not saying people white men don't experience imposter syndrome but i'm saying like i think that kind of creates an environment that fosters yeah um, and some people syndrome some people get hit harder than others some people struggle with it a lot more yeah and that doesn't even count like kind of like you said earlier like i used to be very hard on myself i still am a little bit but not as much shout out to counseling but like it also doesn't like if we're already very insecure like bro that's even more of a recipe for us to Mm -hmm. fall into that trap yeah or if you're already very like yeah you're hard on yourself you're very Mm -hmm. you're very quick to critique yourself i know that i'm very quick to critique myself i never want other people to really read my work or i'm always quick to like have some kind of qualifier like oh it's still a work in progress you know and it's like nobody i'm the only one thinking that you know like probably nobody else it might sound totally polished to somebody else what i write And to me, I think it's a mess because I'm hard on myself. So when you have these factors of like, I'm very type A, I'm very hard on myself naturally, or I'm very like perfectionistic, that tends to also kind of be a breeding ground for imposter syndrome because you're already kind of talking yourself down before you even know. That sounds, again, sort of like I was saying earlier, you're talking yourself out of the opportunity and you're not letting the people who are actually in charge of the editors or whoever to tell you no you know what we're gonna pass on you but even then like i think like it takes a lot of guts aka courage right Mm -hmm. to put yourself out there especially if you're somebody who has a hard time receiving criticism Mm -hmm. and feedback and what's the worst that can happen they say no and you know what that person's opinion whoever declined to publish your article or if they decline if they decline you right like let's just pretend let's just say that you do get declined an opportunity that doesn't make that person's opinion like the end all be all mm-hmm. that just means that they maybe it, it wasn't even necessarily that your um you know 
manuscript or your draft of an article or whatever it is it doesn't even necessarily mean it was bad it just means probably that they were looking for something else and it's nothing personal and it's nothing to do with you i know and and that's and that's really the hard part about like this conversation is that we make everything personal and i mean obviously like why would we not like we're the ones putting Mm -hmm. ourselves out there so why would it not be personal but um like i think that's what I like about shooting your shot. It's like, I kind of not thinking about myself in a way. Like, yes. Like if I'm interested in a topic, like I'm going to submit, like obviously that's part of me, but like, I also just feel like, you know what? Like I'm willing to just take the risk and recognize that I'm going to get rejected. But like, it's not about my feelings at that point. Right. Um, but that's something hard to get over. Like in order to shoot your shot, you have to get over that at the end of the day, it's not going to be about your feelings and it's not going to be personal, right. uh, which is really hard. And if you are in grad school and you've already had an experience of shooting your shot with just applying to grad school. So mm-hmm. you already have that experience of what it's like to just kind of say, well, I'm just going to do it, you know? Yeah. So you need to kind of take that approach mm-hmm. to when you're like applying for, you yeah. know, publications or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. The other aspect, and we can kind of, maybe we can share some instances where we've mm-hmm. shot our shot and missed or made it. Um, but the other instance is time, right? Mm-hmm. There are so many things out there, guys. I mean, at least for, for us in the English department, I've, I have like three or four different conferences just around me that are happening. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, Mellis, the one at Oklahoma State, the one in Denton, the Crest is doing a conference. Like yeah. all these opportunities are out there. But then there's the lack of time. And so let's say you want to shoot your shot, but you don't have the time to sit and write a proposal that's 300 to 500 words or mm-hmm. or look through all of the work that you've done in the past to see if there's something there. Like time has a huge factor on whether or not you do stuff. Yeah, I'm thinking right now of time. I'm thinking if whether or not I actually missed the Mellis deadline because <laughs> I have something I could easily submit and I like have yet to even do it. But it is what it is if I did. Yeah, and, and you know, this is where I really think like if you're going to shoot your shot and you recognize that time is a factor, I think this is a good opportunity for you to go in and see what you already have, mm-hmm. right? And see mm-hmm. see what you already have. And um my counselor was asked was talking to me about this sort of thing um the other day and basically basically he's like imagine yourself five ten twenty years down the line what are some things that you would that you would see if you looked in the mirror that would say i made it and so for me it was two things graduating with my phd Mm -hmm. and having a house like those are my two things those two things would i don't it wasn't even the job yeah like and i already have sean so like that's that but like those two things and and he said he's like everything and this isn't gonna work for everyone but in my case like it this is something to think about basically he said is is that opportunity going to help you get to that thing that you were imagining is it going to help you get the phd no you got to do your dissertation to get the phd right mm-hmm. and so start evaluating things in that way or on a more minor levels just saying like what what benefit does this bring to you Mm -hmm. like if i said oh i'm going to take up another job working in athletics why would i do that when i already have experience in athletics right so it's like really kind of condensing and saying you know what if i am going to shoot my shot and spend time doing this thing i have to sit here and evaluate how is this going to benefit where i want to be 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think kind of thinking about how your therapist kind of put it, like what are what are two things that, or what are some things that say that you like, you've made it and you're like graduating and having a house, right? Like kind of condensing it down kind of puts in perspective like what is truly important to you. And at the end of the day, like you said, it's not all the conferences and the publications that are going to get you the PhD. It's really your dissertation. Yeah. All of this other stuff is surplus. And if somebody else, if the person next to you has like a CV that rivals that of any tenured professor, well, good on them. But if you don't have time for that, you do what you can. Exactly. You know, that doesn't mean that they're so much better than you. That doesn't mean, um, that they're smarter than you or whatever, or that they work harder than you. And even if they do, I mean, okay. Like, yeah, like we need to stop comparing like, ourselves to other people. Yeah. It's really hard. I understand. Yeah, but, it is. Um, because like, yeah, we want the publications. We want the conferences. We want those lines on our CV. But at the end of the day, it's not worth killing yourself to get those things if you really don't have the time. Yeah, it reminds me, I had a conversation with one of our colleagues and they were going to go to a conference and they're like, I just don't really even care about the thing that I'm presenting. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, you've used your time Mm -hmm. to do something that you don't want to do, but you think that you have to do this thing in order to go on the job market. It's like, that's when instances of shooting your shot, like, are not worth it. They're not worth it. They're not worth it. They're not worth your time. And so really think through and say okay this it might be work i'm gonna have to work on this thing but this really does align with everything it is that i want to be known for in this field then why not right then put in that extra work if you can yeah but i mean at the end of the day like i said i i do understand that time is of the essence it's not just writing the proposal which is the easy part i say do it i mean that's ultimately yeah, the like proposal the proposal is the easy part especially if you already have something lined up mm-hmm. that you can present on yep um the hard part is writing a proposal and then like coming up the proposal and you don't have the paper for it yet and then having to do that right right and so knowing that if you do shoot your shot and you don't mind spending the time to write a proposal 300 to 500 words which is usually what i've seen then that's fine, right? But also know that going into it, like if I do this, what's the timeline? When do they want things done? In Mm -hmm. our experience, well, actually I was going to say journals pump out a little bit faster than books, um, but sometimes they don't. So um, yeah, but but, I mean, you know, recognizing that also that time is of the essence in that case too. But Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think this is just like, to me, everything that I've, shot my shot i'm like trying to figure out like how to refer to that in the past tense like to me all of it has been worth it yeah um and knowing that i think about the time that i used i'm like and that's that doesn't bother me right Right. and so if you're sitting here hesitating about shooting your shot for something because of time then you probably don't actually really want to do it yeah right yeah so i'm thinking i'm do we want to talk about things that we've done that we've shot our shots for yeah. and if we were successful? Sure. Um, you want to start? I can start because I think I'll have less to say than Natalie only because um, I am one of those people that I'm always running around. Like I've got like 50 jobs. I'm always like just one day at a time over here. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that any of my shots have been particularly successful. Uh, 
uh, my first example of really just shooting my shot outside of just applying to grad school in general, right, was asking the disability studies quarterly to let me write a book review and that I already have one ready to go that I could easily submit to them. Um, And I sent it along and they were like, we already have somebody reviewing that book, but here's a list of all the other books we need reviewed. Take your pick, let me know, and it's yours. So I basically had this guaranteed book review slot with the DSQ, and then I did the whole book review. I really loved the book I reviewed. I Natalie actually helped me like write it or edited it for me, and um, this was like right when we became like BFFs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I remember. I, I remember. submitted it like a couple weeks before the September first deadline and everything, and I was so excited because I was like on the ball, on top of it. I get an email like a few months later saying that they have decided to get like all new editors clean house they basically cleaned house from my understanding and so with that i have yet to hear back about my book review that i wrote over a year ago now mm-hmm. i checked in with them that's how you were that's how yeah that was me you're like and the disability in <laughs> the dsq was basically like well, we did not care we do not care. Yeah, that was them. Because I emailed them a few months later and was like, hey, I submitted this book review and I know like, also, let me let me go back for a second. I was very excited to like submit this book review like a few weeks in advance and then their website was down for That's like right, a do week and that. a half actually. So I prob- I still submitted it before the deadline, but like not as early as I planned because their whole website was just like completely down and like i emailed them and was like what's going on and they were like so sorry emails down or email uh websites down like we'll let you know when it's back up and i was like great so like that was already off to a bad start then they decided to clean house i guess and um i emailed them after like however many months and was like yo so (laughs) that book review i wrote and submitted and they were like well we're still looking for editors so everything's just on hold yeah okay because i mean what can you say Mm. and so then i just haven't really followed up because i wasn't really sure where to go from there because i'm like well if they're still looking for editors like what can i do and then my second like shooting my shot with the dsq was applying to be their assistant editor for the journal yes i remember this i have yet to hear back about that as well not even like a sorry we went with someone else like i just haven't heard back and they never gave a timeline of when we would hear back yeah so i actually was talking about this with dr mccormick and she was like first off i would email them and say hey i submitted a book review way back when i know like things were kind of up in the air with looking for new editors if you don't want to go with that book review anymore, like I'd be willing to like write a book review for a different book if that's at all possible. And then also like follow up about the application for the thing. And I haven't done it yet. I need to. So that's my next step with the DSQ because disability studies quarterly is like foundational to my field. Like that is it. And for me to have shot my shot twice with them and it completely just like, well, to be fair, they haven't, you didn't miss you are still waiting to see if the yes. ball made it in the basket that's true it's not a miss it's just so a, it's just going in slow waiting game it's like super slow-mo so those are like two examples that i can think of right now where i'm kind of like in this weird limbo and i need to re reach out yeah um submitting to mellis was a big 
um, um, shot, you know, for me, cause it was my first like conference. This is not, not the true. one that's upcoming. The one that was last, well, it wasn't last year. Technically it was still this year, but, um, the one that was back in April and I made that shot. So I guess we're good on that. Um, so, you know, and then a couple other things of shooting my shot was just with the department stuff. Like I applied to be on the, um, composition committee and I, got that although i don't think there was anybody running against me but still i think maybe ashley but she was also running for dei and she was the only one for dei so like it made sense that she would just get dei anyway um right but anyway but still just to say like i didn't know that nobody was really going to be running up against me to be fair we didn't have that many new gis at the time no and i wasn't going to do because i was an exam year yeah you were an exam year but i'm surprised more like other people didn't Hmm apply for it but whatever right like i got the position and then a few other things i've applied for um were like some research assistant positions and you know what i didn't get either of them that i applied for Mm -hmm. and it's fine because i thought well might as well just do it anyway yeah and i did and um one of them i had a really big feeling i wasn't gonna get because it wasn't really aligned with my research interests it was for dr hughes Mm. but i got to meet dr hughes and she was so nice and just like yeah and she offered up the position to like anybody you didn't have to be like a brit scholar a brit scholar mm-hmm. or anything and um i actually had a really good conversation with her about the project i did for dr gall's class because it was a lot of like recovery work and stuff so i think a lot of her projects had some kind of aspect to that and so did dr robbins and i actually thought i had a pretty good chance of getting the one with dr robbins but she had a different project that she was going to let lorenzo and i work with her on over the summer and so she gave that slot to someone else, which I was like, okay, cool. But we got this thing lined up. It was going to be like a funded thing and the whole thing fell through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so again, not my fault that that didn't work out. Um, the funding fell through and there was really nothing we could, and it wasn't just the funding. It was like the whole project, I think of essentially just like kind of fell in on itself because a bunch of people who were working from outside of TCU on this particular project had to pull out for other reasons, which would have left Dr. Robbins working on it pretty much by herself and she was like, even with you and Lorenzo's help, there's no way mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to do this without like other more people, peop- without more people. So it kind of fell through. But again, it was nice to know that the opportunity was there. Was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you went for it. And I went for it. And, and I said, you got it. Yeah. it and I got it. It just fell through, which wasn't my fault. Yeah. You know, oh, so no, say yes it. to the things you can if it's presented to you. But if something's not presented to you. Apply for the things, you know, apply for the things. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, the first one that I can think of was either back in March or February, I got this CFP that Hoag sent and I read it and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, but whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. but then I had a moment and I was like, wait, and I went back to the CFP and I was like, I can do something with this. I have this topic that I want to talk about. And I was like, man, an edited collection like is a book. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Was this the, was this this is, the this autoethnography? Is, no, this oh, okay, is, okay. Um, this is the, the, um, the student deaths chapter. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And so I just went for it and I got it. I mean, that's yeah. really it. Like, yeah. I just went for it. I didn't really, and, and, you know, like I, I've, I think I've gotten to a point, like, I think I probably 
would normally talk myself out of it but i like i said this year's the year we're like oh, i want to be courageous i want to do those things so i didn't even hesitate i hesitated at first because i was like i don't really know if it fits but then i had like an epiphany and i was like oh i could do you know and so i shot my shot for that and i my chapters do november 1st and so it's coming up then um this one's a little bit different um so i was i saw this that my friends were editing this journal and i was like i'm not gonna apply I'm just like whatever but then they reached out to me and they're like hey natalie do you want to apply and i was like uh okay. okay and so i got natalie my uh, you she's been on the podcast before um on board and we wrote the article well we submitted a proposal we shot our shot and we got it and so now our article's coming out in like two weeks amazing <laughs> like two weeks i would argue that's amazing the other one this one i feel like this one was is really like a like a good example of shooting your shot um we are our office of graduate studies i know some places don't have some people have like grad colleges and everything falls into that so at tc we have an office of graduate studies and they do awards every spring um and so there was an opportunity to apply for an award outstanding graduate teacher award something mm-hmm. like that and i was like look 500 dollars sounds really great yeah but then i have to sit here and justify the the basis of it was um why do you deserve this award right like yeah. why do you you know and you're like how do i answer that and so i'm like okay and so i'm sitting here thinking like you know what like i'm i'm not i'm not gonna get this like there's so many graduate instructors like and like in grad school you know this was out of the entire graduate student body yes just okay okay i didn't realize if it was just like within the department specifically or if it was like grad student body wide grad student body wide like thousands of us yeah yeah, um and i was like hmm i'm like the chances of me getting this thing are pretty low and i'm like you know what though like i went through teaching when you're depressed is not fun no and so i was like you know what like i learned a lot from teaching um this past fall so a year ago i'm like you know what i'm gonna do it and so i did i shot my shot and i won the award she did she's got a nice pretty plaque i do it's purple um and so i was like you know what like might as well and so this is this is the one that i i shot and i missed this is a good example the department had an award for um um it was like a scholar like a phd student who's this is for rec comp um who's been like publishing and working on stuff and like like mm-hmm. pretty much like being involved in the field by publishing and things right mm-hmm. and i thought about i remember texting natalie i'm like natalie like i don't know what do you what do you think and i t- i talked to my husband i was like what, what do you think and they're like i mean it sounds like you qualify like you got a couple of publications you're working on some projects like mm-hmm. you went to conferences like what why not I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I did it. I shot my shot. And I missed. Who won? Uh, What's her name? Oh, Angela Mack. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And so she won. And I was like, that's great. You know? And, and, and I'm really proud of myself for shooting the shot. Because, and this is also one of the reasons why I really like this topic and why I want to share it. Some people are the type that are scared to fail. Mm-hmm. And then there's people 
that oh well let me take a step back there are people that are scared to fail um like while they're doing the thing Mm -hmm. and then there are people like me i'm not scared of failing i'm scared the biggest fear that i have when it comes to doing things is not even giving something a try Mm -hmm. right yeah so some people don't give things a try because they're scared to fail i'm scared of not even giving the thing a chance okay like i don't care if i fail it's the same thing with the podcast i'm like if the podcast fails i don't care because i had something that wanted me to try to do this thing Mm -hmm. and so i talk myself out of even trying to do the thing and so that's why this this topic is so important to me and it's really shaped the way that i've like approached this past year um but with the i don't remember what the award is called but ann george was in charge of it Mm -hmm. and so um i was like you know what like i want to do it but i'm talking myself out of wanting to do it and that's frustrating to me Mm -hmm. if i don't get it i don't care like that's not my fear i don't have fear of failure or anything like that and so I went for it and I didn't get it. And I'm really proud of myself for at least trying. Yeah. Can and that's it? I was just okay. going to say, okay, so I was on composition committee last year and I did not apply for the teaching portfolio award because one, I was a new teacher and I wanted to kind of see what more advanced teachers were going to put together in their portfolio because I got to judge. And I really wanted the, exp- and if you submitted, you had to recuse yourself from being a judge and I really wanted the experience of being a judge for the teaching portfolio award or whatever it was called and so I was so excited to see like who all submitted we had two candidates yeah so at the end of the day right like if you talk yourself out of submitting you could be like the only one you could be the only one and you would have no idea you know, so maybe that's something to kind of chew on a little bit, you know, so yeah. you might think, oh, everybody else is going to apply. You have no idea. The people who you might think are going to apply totally blank on the deadline or they're just like, I don't care enough about this or they something comes up and they just don't have the time to do it. And maybe or, they're sitting there. So they're talking themselves. Yeah, out maybe of they're it. talking like, themselves. They out have, of it. Yeah. Yeah. So we had two candidates. Right. So, I mean, the chances between one of those winning were 50-50, right? Like, that's pretty big odds, right, that you're going to win. So, um, you really, truly never know No, you what don't. the applicant pool looks like for anything. Yeah. So, go for it. So, go for it, you Shoot know? Shoot your shot. Um, hopefully, after my exam in this crazy semester that I'm in, I'll have more time and opportunity to shoot my shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it seems like after... Seems like mostly after um, you finished your exam, that that's when you've been able to have a lot more time for. Which I realize a lot of these things were kind of in advance of yeah. exams, but it seems like now you just have so much more time to actually like write and put forth stuff. Girl, finishing exams is the greatest thing I've done. My entire PhD program. I feel like it's coming up really quickly, but also like I want it to be over, even though I like I still whispering doesn't make it doesn't mean nobody hears me i know it's just yeah that's i i feel like if i whisper it then it's not true 
Um, anyway, but yeah, I mean, really, yeah. truly, you don't know how many, you could be the only person who applies and win the thing. Girl, I mean, what if that was the case? I don't, what if that was the case with the the outstanding teaching award? Like, really, like, truly, if, what if that was the case and I was the only one who went for it and then I won yeah. the money? You know, like, yeah. I don't you know. You really never know. And I do not care because at the end of the day, you got the award and you got that $500. And I felt like I deserved it. Yeah. Yeah, and period. you did deserve it. You know, it. right? Like, whatever. So it's like, and you don't know. not to say someone else didn't deserve it, but if they didn't apply for it, well. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Thank you for that. Yes. Michael Scott. Michael Scott. Wayne Gretzky. Once you've shot your shot and you've made a couple, ride that confidence wave, y'all. Good point. Like, my therapist will say, so I'm going to go to Atlanta soon. And I always, ha- I have a fear every time I'm going to go on the plane that I'm going to die. That's just where my mind goes. Mm-hmm. And he says, with anything that brings me anxiety, um, he says, well, you did it before, right? <laughs> like you didn't die last time. It's funny because it's so simple. <laughs> I know, right? But like, find comfort in the fact that you've made it before before, yeah you've done it before like find confidence in that like i've gone to walmart by myself or you know whatever the random thing is is that that you're scared of doing like going to the pool by myself i wanted to go to the pool nobody wanted to go with me because they were busy but i went by myself and then i can remind myself next time i want to go guess what i've already done that thing same thing with shooting your shot you've done Mm -hmm. it before why not do it again yeah can I, t- you know how you were talking? I'm sorry, this is not going to be, we'll end on a pleasant note, I promise, because I kind of want to end with Mike Gundy saying, I'm a man, I'm 40. Okay. But this is not pleasant, but I was thinking about how you were saying, like, what actually, like, stops you from shooting your shot. Mm-hmm. For me, it's not necessarily that I'm going to lose mm-hmm. or that I'm not going to get the thing or, mm-hmm. you know, get accepted or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's that I'm afraid the people who are judging my work think I'm stupid. Mm, interesting like i was just thinking about it. i was like what stops me and it's like it's not even the fact that like i might not get it it's the fact that like they're gonna read it and be like what wow, is this is garbage is, like, wow yeah, yeah you know and it's important to acknowledge that that's mm-hmm. where we struggle and that always is what like kind of stops me i'm yeah. like oh they're gonna think i'm so stupid and you don't want them to and i don't want people that. to think i'm like I don't want the people at the disability studies quarterly to think i'm stupid like yeah, yeah. i want them to think i'm smart and i want them to let me publish with them yeah you know or whatever the situation right no i appreciate you sharing that because i think like i said earlier with my thing i'm not scared of failing or not getting the thing i will beat myself up if i didn't even give myself a chance yeah you are worried about them thinking that you're dumb right which is so silly because it's like who cares you know even if they read something i wrote and they're like this makes no sense at the end of the day what are the chances they're going to remember they read that you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and these things, obviously, like, even though they seem silly, um, like, they still impact us. Like, it's yeah, hard. it's just like, part of that imposter humans, syndrome. Like, we're complex and we struggle with a lot of things that mm-hmm. maybe we feel guilty about struggling with, but it still impacts you. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I really am happy that you shared that because yeah. so everybody has to know some people are scared of failing. And so they don't try, Yeah, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it's important that we acknowledge what is it that keeps us from shooting our shot? Is it time? Is it imposter syndrome? Is it the fear of failure? Is it whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then recognizing that when you do finally shoot your shot and you make it, or even if you don't make it, finding confidence and comfort in the fact that, you know what? I tried. Yeah, that's like... And I can try again. Actually, like, really 
empowering in itself right i'm telling you it works for me because yeah. i ha- i will beat myself up if i didn't yeah. try yeah and so find confidence in that listen if you need a confidence booster just tell yourself at least my brother didn't <laughs> tell me my podcast sucked so like that's kind of the ultimate diss right <laughs> so like you could just think about that like at least my brother didn't tell me my podcast sucked and then you know you're good you're golden right oh my gosh our podcast does not suck it does not suck austin's just goofy he is just goofy it, it keeps things spicy it keeps things spicy but you know he knew he screwed up though whenever he told me don't tell that. <laughs> surprise i know <laughs> but i'm not offended i know you weren't but you did it's say funny. you had ground yourself in solidarity I and did. i do appreciate i appreciate that you're welcome <laughs> you're a real one i try um but yeah shoot your shot shoot your shot shoot your shot i'll weigh the options you know the benefits like see if it's really something you want to go for don't talk yourself out of it just go for it just go for it write the 300 words no and if you're really that concerned tell ask a professor you trust hey can you read my proposal yeah. or hey can you read over this and tell me if you think it's worth like submitting to something like they'd be yeah. happy to help you with that kind of stuff or ask a friend if you don't want to ask your professor because you're scared of them or whatever yeah i mean <laughs> you know you, what I mean? you you can find ways around this and trust yeah. me like mm-hmm. like i said i used to beat myself up a lot i still do sometimes but nowhere near yeah. what i used to i've gotten better as well and um for all my believers out there what i always tell myself after i submit something even if it's a paper that i'm not confident in and i'm just submitting it for like a class i'm like well it's in god's hands now right like it's out of your control it's out of your control and yeah. you know you can't you can't do anything about it at that point you can't dwell on and it there's no. kind of comfort in knowing that it's out of my control too yeah you know it's we, kind of like if, well it's not up to me now you know if we had control we'd be just like over crazy. the thing and going nuts like it just yeah, would be, be going crazy over it like so you know what there is comfort in knowing like just let it go it's done you can't do anything about it let it go let it go that's Aw- from frozen austin's you tell. <laughs> austin's favorite austin loves frozen yeah he really does yeah but um but he's banned from podcast stuff since he said it sucked anyway but yeah shoot your shot yeah hopefully Hopefully this was like encouraging for some of you like hearing some of our shots and misses and some of our shots and baskets i don't know yeah yeah. Uh, and and if you make your shot like this is the sound that it makes when you make the shot so like why would you not look forward to that why would you not look forward to hip-hop air horn air horn i always want to call it air gun and like that's not what it is i don't know why i've got like gun on the brain yeah but yeah air horn sorry air horn but anyway wrap up the episode ready yeah wrap it up girl i'm a man i'm 40 <laughs> can we i hope we play that every we'll episode. find a way we'll find a way even if it doesn't even fit like we'll just play it randomly for no reason because it's my favorite oh my gosh all right. Well, then that's going to be today's episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions or any topics that you want us to cover, email us at the phd to be podcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on our Instagram where we post random things that we're doing in grad school life. Um, you can follow us there at the phd to be podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.